Happy Monday! So excited for today's episode. This is Cordelia. So this is part two of the series that I'm doing on boundaries. Last week we did a big overview and really broke down what boundaries are. So if you missed that episode, I would totally recommend checking that out first. This episode today we are digging in and unpacking what examples of boundaries, maybe things holding you back from boundaries, what do you do when somebody crosses a boundary, just all the things to help you heal, to help set boundaries, and to really put you in a good place going forward so you're able to incorporate some changes into your life. Super, super excited. Thank you guys for joining. So let's get healing. So happy Monday again. Really excited for this episode. I feel like it's going to be a good one that a lot of you guys can incorporate into your life. Um, So I want to start off the episode first by going through some questions to for you to kind of think about, to think about how good your boundaries are in your daily lives. Where could you use some improvement in setting boundaries? And just so you know, in the show notes, I'm going to put a link to like an assessment form of the questions that I ask you in case you ever want to revisit it later. You can just download it and have it on your own. So here are the questions. Do you ask for what you need or what you want directly? So by that, I mean, If you need or want something, do you just directly tell the person that you're wanting or needing something from, or do you not say anything, or do you maybe complain about it to somebody else, but don't tell that person? Do you let people know when they're being unreasonable or demanding? Do you say no without feeling obligated or guilty? Do you set limits on your time, resources, and availability? Do you have a sense of interdependence? So you're not too dependent on others, but you're also not super isolated, independent, and too independent, I guess is the word. Do you take care of your own needs before you help others? Do the people around you respect your limits? So do friends, do family, does your boss, does your coworkers, do they respect your limits? Do you often find yourself overcommitting? So how do you handle it when something you like, or I'm sorry, when something you don't like happens? So do you reinforce that behavior? Do you stay silent? Do you just let it slide? 
Or do you speak up and just say, you know, hey, actually, I'm not cool with this. Do you, other people often take you for granted? I'm going to give you a second to kind of think over that. When you are thinking over that, there might be some mixed reactions out there, right? Because we all are human and some of us might really excel at setting boundaries and some of us might not be so great at it. Some of us might be really great at setting boundaries in particular areas in our lives. And then in other areas, that same person might struggle with setting boundaries. I wanted to start out the episode with just getting your brain primed to think about, hey, what do I personally need to improve on? You know, from that, the questions that Cordelia asked me, what am I good at? What am I not good at? What areas am I like, ooh, yeah, I think I need to improve my boundaries a little bit, a little bit there. And hey, you know what? Friend, if you are sitting there right now or on your walk or on your run or in your car and you're listening to this and you're like, what the heck, Cordelia? How are you going to do me like that? Like, I seriously need to improve on every single question that you ask me. Like, I feel really bad about myself. I'm here to tell you that I promise you're not the only one that is listening to that and thinking that. I promise you're not alone. And I promise that if you're thinking that, I just want to tell you that I was in that same seat where you were. So I 100% the first time that I asked myself these questions and went through these questions, I mean, that's how I felt. I was like, "Um, excuse me? Who? Have the audacity of this worksheet telling me that I need to improve my boundaries. <laughs> so, you know, I just wanted it to be real with you. And I wanted you to know you're not alone, okay? Whether you are the queen or the king of setting boundaries, and you're like, I can do this in my sleep. This is child's play, this episode. Or, you're the worst the world's worst boundary setter you're just like oh my gosh what are boundaries it's okay you are supported and you are not alone and you got this a practice makes perfect okay you know we learn skills by practicing them so even if you've never you've never set a boundary once in your entire life today's a pretty good day to start right so let's just start today So what are some things that might be keeping you from setting a boundary? Number one, distorted thoughts you have about yourself. So if you are thinking like, I'm not worthy, I deserve this, then you really are likely not going to even be thinking about boundaries because you're just, your thoughts are dictating a life that's 
hey, I deserve whatever is dealt to me. I don't deserve standard. You also might be kind of stuck in, as I described in my codependency episode, where you want to feel needed. So some people refrain from setting a boundary because they're like, ooh, if I set this boundary, then they won't need me. Oh, they're asking to borrow money again. So, ugh, but if I, if I don't give them the money, then they don't, they won't need me anymore. And the only reason that they keep me around is because they need me. Some people might think, well, if I do this, then that person's going to dump me and they're not going to want to be with me. Get real with yourself and think about what is keeping you from setting your boundaries. I think another thing that would be really good to look at and to try to be mindful of is think about how you're feeling. So if you're thinking about, huh, like, Cordelia, I don't, maybe something's keeping me from setting a boundary, but I don't even know if I need to set a boundary. I want you to start by just recognizing what you're feeling. So after a situation, after maybe a tense situation with somebody or a conflict or whatever happens, I want you to just start kind of noting. I mean, you could either do it in a journal or just make a mental note of like, okay, when this situation is happening, I'm feeling like crying or I felt really tired and exhausted the entire rest of the day ever since I got home or I'm feeling really nauseous and my stomach is in knots and I have butterflies in my stomach or I feel like I don't want to be around anybody right now like I just want to be alone or maybe you feel resentful point is you want to navigate and figure out what those feelings are because those are that's your body kind of sending you signals like hey I don't like this so you know for example let's say I don't speak up and I'm with friends or I'm with somebody that I'm dating and I just don't speak up to my needs and I just do whatever they want to do. And then I start noticing that like at the end when I'm back home by myself, all I want to do is lay around like I just feel exhausted. That could be an example of my body telling me like, okay, you need to tell this person you need to put me first so you need to say like hey um yeah like next Saturday I really I have no interest in like going with you and your friends like to x y or z you guys go ahead and do that I'm gonna do my own thing because I would prefer to do that so that's just an example of listening to your body because it can also send you signals for when you may need to set a boundary. Also look for when a situation is triggering a story in your own head. So if you find yourself 
being around somebody and you find yourself telling yourself a familiar story, that might be a signal that, hey, you know, this moment is triggering something for me. I wonder if I need to incorporate any boundaries around this. Here are some questions for you to kind of think about and unpack in terms of navigating who do you need to set boundaries with? Where do you need to set boundaries? So who do you struggle setting boundaries with? Who are the people you constantly give to? Who are the people in your life that give and take equally? What are the three boundaries that you would like to hold for yourself? What will you have to release in order to step into these boundaries? And what can you give yourself permission to do today that would help you move into one of these personal boundaries that you want to have? How do you think your life would be different once you've established healthy boundaries? I'm going to give you a moment to think about those questions. really spend some time thinking about those. Boundaries are so personal and so it really is going to require you to do some self-reflection and figure out what exactly is going on in your own life to figure out where you need to make some boundary changes. So a big, we can't talk about boundaries without talking about consequences, right? Because The way that people kind of mess up boundaries is when you, I feel like people can typically at least identify like, hey, okay, I don't like this situation. I feel like I need to maybe let them know and I need to set a boundary there. Okay, so we're good at maybe identifying where a boundary is necessary. What people struggle with is implementing consequences. So actually following through or knowing what to do if somebody crosses a boundary. And I mean, that could be for all kinds of reasons. Maybe you never were modeled that before when you were growing up as a child. Maybe it's just something, you know, that's difficult for you. But the principle is. If you tell somebody a boundary and they cross it and then no consequences follow, you essentially have communicated to that other person that, you know what, my boundary is not even worth worrying about. Don't worry about it. Okay? No big deal. Don't worry. So you've attended, you've essentially told this other person, hey, you're welcome to just treat me however you want. Because you remember that boundary I told you about? Yep, it was just like, it was some words. It really didn't mean anything. And if you think about it, so I'm not a parent, but I mean, I'm familiar with parenting. And I know that this same principle is really used in parenting a lot. Frankly, like if you're dealing with a child, if you establish a rule and then you don't enforce a consequence, then 
the child is basically like, okay, well, that didn't really mean anything and can be more unruly. The point of all of this is to say, if somebody crosses a boundary, you've got to enforce it. And it might be hard at first, like it might feel so out of character and weird because maybe that's just something you've never done before. But I want your goal to be that you you hand out the consequences. I mean, as they fall, like, don't listen to the excuses. Don't listen to the whining or whatever justifications are offered. Just put yourself first. And you've got to let them know that your boundaries are backed up by something and that you actually mean business. And this is just an essential part. There cannot be boundaries without consequences. So some things to think about when you're setting consequences. They have to be clear and I would say aim to set them unemotionally. And as I just went through, they've got to be actions that you're actually willing to take. So don't just, you know, say something like, if you do this, then I'm never going to talk to you again. Or just, they've got to be realistic and only you know what you're going to follow through with. So I've 100% gotten myself into trouble in this department before where, I mean, I've given this example before on episodes. I, in my last relationship, when I asked my ex to tell, to not cuss at me during fights. And actually, I did a search of, like, the text in my phone. and. I did a search and just like out of curiosity, I like typed phrases of like, you know, please don't call me a bit. Please don't call me this. And it was just, it was almost overwhelming to see all the results that came back of just over like, you know, over three years asking somebody so many times not to call me something. But And again, like, as I say over and over again, I don't condone any abuse. And by the way, calling somebody a bitch is abuse. But I'm going to take my share of the blame in that because I was setting a boundary, but I wasn't enforcing a consequence. So in that example of, you know, the next time I'm dating, let's say, and let's say I'm I'm dating somebody and they call me a bit. Well, I need to make a decision ahead of time. So I would I would recommend one of two options in that situation. I mean, for me, based on my experience, I think the number one thing that I would probably do is just not date that person anymore because I mean, there's no situation where somebody you're dating should be calling you a bit. I think of all the all of my loved ones and friends and family and and I you know for example my two best friends that come to mind my one best friend I mean my very best friend I would say she has been my best friend since I met her in 2000 and 
2012, I think it was. Yeah. Um, so eight years. She's never once called me a name. I've never called her a name. My other friend I've been friends with since I was in kindergarten. So I'm going to say four or five years old. So 25 years. Never once called each other, you know, names. Never once has that friend called me a bit or, you know, vice versa. So my point is, like, that's not something that that people generally do. I kind of digress there. But let's say you don't agree with me and you're like, well, I don't want somebody calling me a bitch, but I think I would let it slide one time. That's fine. But in this, so in that example, I would say, let's say somebody calls you a bitch and what you would do is you would say, look, I don't tolerate being talked to like that. And I'm just letting you know right here and right now, like I'm directly communicating with you that if it happens again, I'm not going to date you anymore. And then let's say you do that and then they call you a bitch again. Well, that's the point where you've got to cut it off and you've got to walk away because you've made a boundary and they've crossed it. So whatever action that you set, whatever consequence you communicate to this person that will happen, you've got to follow through with it. So in my relationship, you know, I guess like the the thing I'm saying that I take blame for in my last relationship is, I mean, why would he? Why would he have stopped calling me a bitch? Why? I did nothing to enforce it. I did nothing to back it up. I mean, they're just... I was inviting him to treat me however he wanted. And I'm not saying that abuse is justified. I think that person is not a good person and not a nice person. And they've got a lot of their own issues to deal with. But my issue that I can pull out of that situation and what I wish that I would have done is walk away. Just walk away. Like, that, that is the beauty of boundaries. So in terms of consequences, they don't always have to be like, I'm going to, I will cut you out of my life if you do this. They can allow for gradual change. They can be negotiable, so they don't have to be rigid lines in the sand. So, I mean, the big point is if you're not ready to end a relationship, then don't say it unless you're going to follow through. And if people are unwilling to respect your boundaries, I mean, that's not a real friend and that's not a real person that you want in your life anyway. It's really, really important. Personal boundaries can be so important and so influential on how you lead your life and the quality of relationships that you have. So I wrote down a few examples here of of boundaries that you can set. If you break plans with me by not showing up or calling me, I'm going to call you out on your behaviors. If you continue doing X, I'm going to leave the room or I'm going to leave the house or I'm going to ask you to leave. If you continue to repeat the behavior, I'm going to 
consider all of my options, which may include leaving the relationship. If you continue to ignore solutions or suggestions, I'm going to assume you're not interested in receiving help from me, and I'm just going to stop offering those. These are just some examples of things that you can do. If it's the first time that somebody's done something, you can maybe just let it serve as a warning and you can restate it. And then if it happens again, you can know at that point, like, what do you need to do at that point? Sometimes you might just need to make a mental note of to yourself. So rather than saying a boundary out loud, you might need to say, okay, Cordelia, I'm just going to note that I need to start like reducing my exposure to this kind of person. And of course, you can always choose to eliminate contact with a person. So some other examples that I I found, let's say you lend money to somebody and you say, hey, you've got to pay me back within a week. And then they don't, they don't pay you back. So the internal boundary that I could make for myself is just a little note that's like, okay, I'm not going to lend money to them in the future. So, I mean, that's an example of I'm not cutting them out of my life, but I'm noting like, okay, well, this is what happened last time. They crossed the boundary. They didn't respect it. And so here is the outcome. Another example is let's say you tell someone, hey, I'll wait for 15 minutes. And if you're not here by then, I'm just going to leave. So two things could happen. Let's say you stay longer than 15 minutes. Let's say they show up 30 minutes late and you're still there. Well, then you've set a boundary that you've not followed through with, right? And maybe, I mean, I think that's actually a pretty good example of when you might need to turn inward and think, like, why was I setting this boundary? Were they coming from a work event? Like, that's something that you might want to navigate around. I'm just kind of spitballing some examples here for you to think about, like, what can you do in terms of consequences? What do you do if a boundary is breached? So it's really going to be a case-by-case basis. When you think about how you set a boundary, I want you to think about these 13 big things. Planning ahead. Number two, keeping it simple. Number three, clearly define the boundary. Number four, set consequences. And they need to be immediate. So you've got to enforce. It can't be like off in the future sometimes. It has to be an immediate consequence. And it's got to be, again, backed up. You've got to set it with an action. Number five, be direct, be firm, be respectful, and be gracious. Number six, don't debate, defend, or over-explain. Number seven, stay strong and don't give in. Number eight, use confident body language. Number nine, put yourself first. 
That's the whole point of boundaries, right? Put yourself first. 10. Resist the urge to take care of their feelings. Number 11. Be prepared to be tested. Some people are happy to respect your boundaries, but you need to be prepared for them to test them. 12. Trust yourself. 13. Seek support if you need it. Think about getting a counselor. Thinking about getting somebody to help you if you need it. Here's some examples of what you can say to set a boundary. I wanted to include these besides the ones I gave earlier to, to give you some like very just short indirect responses to things that might be coming up in your life. So here we go. Not at this time. No, I've decided not to. No, I don't want to do that. Please don't do that. Yeah, that doesn't work for me. I'm drawing the line at blank. I'm not comfortable with this. I can't do that for you. This is not acceptable. And then I'm going to go through some 12 real-world examples. So number one, a person asks their partner for one night each week alone, as opposed to seeing each other daily. So that is an example of somebody who really values having some space to themselves, having a life outside of their partnership, and that is a boundary that they draw. Number two, telling a roommate that's been eating your food, hey, I'd like to keep our food separate. If there's something of mine you want, please ask before you take it. Number three, saying, hey, I'm not going to be lending you money anymore. I care about you, but you need to start taking responsibility of your own self. Number four, telling a friend that calls you at 11 p.m. to talk about There are issues. Hey, you know, I've got to wake up at 6, so I can tell you're upset. I really want to talk to you, but can we do this tomorrow? I've got to go to bed. Number five, this would be like a workplace boundary. Not accepting friend requests on Facebook or social media from a boss or a coworker. Six, if you are a parent, you might set a boundary asking your kid, hey, don't come in my room without knocking first. Number seven, a child might ask their parent, hey, don't read my diaries or journals because they want some some privacy. I mean, as a parent, you can choose whether to respect your kid's proposed boundaries, but it's important to be clear about what boundaries you intend to respect because you want to build trust with your kid. And I I wanted to put that in there because I thought that was really important to think about. A lot of times we don't think about including kids in boundary conversations, but they're important and we should be. Number eight, if you are somebody that values spending time with your family, you might 
put a boundary that says, hey, I'm not going to work past 6 p.m. Number nine, somebody might say, hey, if you continue to raise your voice at me and yell at me, I'm going to leave the room or I'm going to leave or you can leave. Number 10, telling somebody, hey, I actually have a policy of not making quick decisions and letting myself sleep on it and giving myself some time to reflect. So if you need an answer this very second, I'm going to have to say no. Number 11, telling somebody, I'm actually not comfortable with you making comments about my weight. If you continue to talk about it or if you bring up my weight in the future, I'm not going to continue this conversation. Well, you know, this is really important. But I'm just going to have to decline your request for my help. Like, I get that you're going through a hard time. I just can't do it right now. I need to take care of myself and I need to take care of my family. So I wanted to provide some examples of how boundaries can look. They don't have to be this, like, three-hour conversation. They can just be a short, simple sentence, right? So they don't, it doesn't have to be as difficult as we make them out to be sometimes. In relationships as well, like let's say you're dating, you can say things like, do not put your hands on me. That's not something I tolerate. I won't be disrespected. If you disrespect me, if you don't respect me and you won't respect me, this relationship will end. I don't, want you to tell me how I think or how I feel. I have the right to feel the way that I do. And if you continue to try to tell me that I don't, I can't continue this relationship and I'm going to need you to leave. I'm actually looking for a partnership where we need to, we have communication and it's open and we talk about things when there's a misunderstanding. If you're not able to do that, then I think it's best that we part ways. And I need openness. I don't want a relationship where somebody withholds info. And that's a really big boundary for me. So just so you know, on the front end, if I find out at some point that you're withholding things from me or you're not telling me the truth, I'm going to have to reevaluate my options and I'll likely end the relationship. So. I wanted to get into these examples. I wanted to give you guys some things to think about in terms of setting boundaries. The last piece of information I wanted to offer you is we talk about setting boundaries. And I feel like this is one thing that we don't talk about very much. What about when somebody sets a boundary with us? And we're having trouble adhering to it. So as I was kind of writing out my notes for this episode and preparing for it, I started thinking of like ways that I've, I've overstepped other people's boundaries in the past. And a lot of it has stemmed from being codependent and having codependent tendencies. So you know, one of the ways that I was thinking about that I did this is, for example, in a previous relationship, I remember my ex 
would get annoyed that I would frequently need like verbal reassurances. For example, like I would say, I love you a lot. And I remember him being like, like he was just, he wasn't, I don't want to say he was annoyed at like saying I love you every day, but it was like, I just, I said it a lot and I would want him to say it the equal number of times. And it was just like, I don't know that he ever communicated a clear boundary of like, hey, I get that you say this more than I do, but I personally don't like saying it 20 times a day. So can we just do it like two or three times a day? I don't remember that like ever being said, but when I was preparing this episode, I just started thinking about, I mean, he didn't say those words, but it was clear that just wasn't something that he did. And where was that coming from? And the point of that example is when I think about that, I was wanting him to meet my needs and like fulfill voids and issues that I was struggling with myself. So I wanted to end the episode by saying, if you find yourself having a hard time when somebody sets a boundary with you, because remember that it's normal. Everyone has, everyone has boundaries. So likely you're going to be on the receiving end of one. If you're feeling triggered, if you find yourself overstepping the boundary, you've got to look internally and think like, what, am, what needs am I trying to get this person to fulfill? And how can I, like, what issues do I need to work out on my own? So as important as it is to set boundaries, it's also important to think about how to respect other people's boundaries. Because we want to be treated, we want to treat others how we would like to be treated. So if I'm expecting people to adhere to my boundaries, I need to learn how to respect their boundaries as well. Yay! Awesome! I've enjoyed talking about boundaries with you guys. I've enjoyed this journey with you. So excited. There is a new episode every single Monday. I am Cordelia. If you like this podcast, if you like my content, I also have an Instagram. It is at Codependent Recovery. I have tons of free worksheets that I have put on Google Drive. Check out the show notes for citations and resources um, for today's episode if you want to dig a little deeper into boundaries. If you don't know, I published a workbook. So if you're going through a breakup or a divorce, it is my workbook out. It's called Let's Heal Together, the Breakup Edition. I will put a link in the show notes as well. If you want to order it, it's available print or ebook. I'm more of a pen and paper gal myself, so um, I feel like I tend to buy like print workbooks. So I'm excited to say that is out worldwide. 98 pages. I'm so excited about it, and I can't. From the people that I've ordered so far that I've gotten feedback from, I've heard great things. And I'm just, thank you so much, by the way, for everyone that has ordered it so far. 
what else do I have going on? I have, I started a pretty cool initiative. It, I've been working to grow community a lot. I've gotten a lot of messages from people that were like, Cordelia, I'm struggling with coronavirus on making connections and making friends. So I started two things. I started a Zoom book club. So the first book that we're reading is The Dance of Anger by Harriet Lerner. Our first meeting is November 8th. So it's going to be once a month. We're going to read a different book every month. If you want to join, it is $3 a month. I'll put a link in the bio, in the show notes below. And then the other thing I started is, it's just called like Community Club, Community Hang. It's also $3 a month. We meet once a month. Our first meeting is October 25th. So if you're listening to this podcast, that means that you missed that one, but you'll, you can make the November one if you want. And you don't have to read anything for it. It's literally just, we're on, all of these are on Zoom. Um, we meet once a month, we're on Zoom. And my goal is really to make friends, make connections, and also like grow together and heal together and work towards common goals, work towards supporting each other and you know building a a really cool support network um so i would love it if you support both of those if anybody's interested i will be in both of those events so if you want to zoom with me i will be on there so i'm excited to meet you guys i'm excited to see everybody and as always Um, Thank you so, so much for listening to my podcast. If you, again, I'm on Instagram at Codependent Recovery. I'm so thankful if you guys would follow my podcast. I would really appreciate it. I was looking the other day and I can't believe how many followers are on the podcast now and how many followers are on Instagram and it's just so cool. I think you guys are friggin' awesome and I appreciate you. I can't wait to talk to you guys next Monday. I hope you have an amazing week. Bye.